So just to check before I begin the, the instructions for this morning that everyone's got what they need to be comfortable and are happy with your place. There's definitely more space up here and feel free to make use of it. So during this, this period in the day, we'll be, um, we'll be offering some um, meditation instructions or suggestions. We've kind of never found the word that really actually accurately describes what this is. So it's somewhere between instruction and suggestion. It's not completely either one. And just to say with these, with these morning um, instructions that um, a few things about that. First of all, there's no hierarchy. So it's not that we're starting at level one and we'll be progressing over the days, you know, that you need to get level one in order to pass on to level two. It's not a, it's not a computer game in that way. Um, so really the invitation is to, to try things out for yourself, to experiment, to find what is useful and what works for you. Uh, the reason that there's different um, techniques, that there's different suggestions for practice is that um, we're all different at different times and so different things may be useful for us. So an invitation to find the balance, <coughs> to try things out, to experiment, to play and be creative with, with what we suggest. Um, equally, if you already have an established practice and you have some tools that work for you, to feel free to use those. So to find a balance, it's not like you need to drop everything you've done so far and just attend to what we're, we're suggesting, but to, to find a balance. I'd also like to just say a few words about posture at, at the beginning. So the, the Buddha taught meditation in full postures. Standing, walking, sitting, and reclining or lying down. And over these days together, you're really welcome to experiment with these different postures, to, to feel what different qualities they have for you, and again, how they support your practice at different times, just like um, the different techniques. Also the posture, the physical posture of the body has an effect on the mind as the body and mind are not separate. So, um, for example, if there's a lot of dullness or tiredness in the body, standing posture can bring energy. Um, if there's um, a sense of um, a very scattered mind, sitting can bring focus and steadiness and stability. Um, the walking meditation, which I'll talk more about towards the end of this session, um, is a real practice of bringing the, the mindfulness, bringing the attentiveness into a more interactive kind of situation. So um, also very connecting, also very connecting the practice here into more daily life situations. And also very grounding for many of us. And the lying down has a real um, flavor of restfulness, openness, surrender, letting go. So that's kind of just our tips, but really to feel um, invited to explore the different postures for yourself and find for yourself what they support for you over the days here. And a little bit following from something Nathan said last night, that you know, when the Buddha spoke about these four postures, he encouraged us to practice in the four postures and also in the transitions between them. So really that emphasis on the continuity of practice. It's not like sitting, meditation in the hall, that's the practice, and then the bell rings, practice ends, we go and have lunch or whatever, and that's when the practice ends. But, or we go to do walking meditation and there's a gap. But to really see if we can, over the days, build up a momentum of continuity. 
between the different postures, between the different um, parts of the schedule, different parts of the form. And so this morning, just including always, but particularly now that it's the beginning, always including checking in how you're doing, checking in what's happening in your mind and your body, including that in the practice. So not kind of being automatic about it, come into the hall, sit, do this, but actually come into the hall, check in. What, what is happening in the mind? What is happening in the body? What is the kind of um, underlying atmosphere? What, what, are the, what are the things that are coming up? Just so that we know, as we were saying last night, a lot of the practice is about getting to know our experience and becoming familiar with, with what is happening to us. So, you know, if you're tired and you didn't sleep well last night, that has an effect on what's going to happen and it needs to be included. It needs to be attended to. We, we bring that in also. Okay, so there's physical tiredness. Just know that. Or if we've been very busy before coming here, then that will also still be present. You know, we may be still feeling that momentum of busyness in our lives. Or if there's been some significant event recently that may or may not come up but just to kind of allow whatever is happening whatever is going on in us to, to really have a place to have a space so today we're primarily um, going to use some mindfulness practices to really help us um, settle into the retreat. So really seeing that mindfulness, calmness um, as a way of, of knowing what is going on and helping us settle so that we see more clearly what is going on. You know, because sometimes we say, okay, I want to know what's happening. I turn my attention to it, but there's so much movement, there's so much restlessness, there's so much um, tiredness or whatever there is that it's actually quite difficult to see or to know or to connect to, to what is going on for me right now. And that's fine. If all we see is that it's difficult to know, that's really good actually, you know. So we already know that there's that it's difficult to know. There's a lot of kind of disturbance in the system. And so we gently use mindfulness practices and calming practices to to help things settle so that we can see more clearly. And we just had a a wonderful teaching in meditation. Those of you who saw were aware of the of Sabine, the lady who thinks she owns the sheep, trying to gather them just now. And just seeing, you know, what was going on. So, you know, she was calling them, she was doing all of that, and some of the sheep were going in one direction and a bunch of sheep were huddling together. A little bit like children who think that if they can't see somebody they can't see. <laughs> huddling together um, and often this is you know this is also our mind really like that you know and we think we own the mind just like Sabine thinks she owns the sheep and that we can control the mind and tell it what to do so we come and retreat and we expect the mind to follow our directions and settle and be quiet and actually it's going in all kinds of directions and doing all kinds of things just like the sheep we're doing and so if we can also smile at that, the way we, we are now at the sheep, enjoy the playfulness in, in, in the way the, the mind kind of does its thing, and then gently continue to gather, not freaking out, not feeling like we're doing something wrong, but just collecting, gathering our mind, which is really what, what we're doing with the practice. We're gathering our attention, we're collecting our attention so that things can settle. <coughs> and when things settle, we can see more clearly, which is, you know, both of these things are what we're, um, what the practice is actually good for, why we're actually cultivating this ability of meditation, 
it helps things settle, it helps things gather, it helps us calm down and also it helps us see more clearly what is there, what is in our experience, which then supports us in acting wisely, in responding wisely to, to our experience internal and external. So remembering that this can, can take time and again that this isn't a linear process. It's not like we'll start today and the mind might be distracted and then slowly it's guaranteed that by day five the mind will be crystal clear. Not necessarily. <laughs> there may be all kinds of changes happening but in the long term we're definitely heading in that direction. That's really important to remember. So we're not kind of really trying to measure um, the fruits of the practice very, in very short term. We're also taking in when there is more calmness, but knowing that in the long term, we're strengthening these abilities in us. The ability for the mind to calm down, gather, settle more quickly. The ability to see more clearly what is going on and then the ability to respond wisely to whatever is arising in our experience, those three. And as I was saying earlier, just knowing, just recognizing what is happening in our mind, even if it's that it's busy or restless or dull, is a value. Because then we know that and we can act accordingly. We know where we're at. It's a tremendous value. And the other really important thread to bring into that is our attitude to the practice. So really bringing, if we can really prioritize bringing a kind, non-judgmental attitude to the practice, really valuable. Kind and non-judgmental, whatever we meet, can we meet it with kindness? Not judge, not feel we're doing it wrong, we're learning. As Nathan was saying last night, we make mistakes, we fall down and then we just recognize that that's what's happening and we gather ourselves up again and we stand up and we keep walking and that's the learning process. So no so-called mistake is a problem. It's just part of the learning, part of the growing process. So a little bit about how we actually approach the practice. The first part is, is the physical posture, which really supports the inner work. So I know that everyone here has had some experience with meditation, which is, is unusual. Um, but just to, to kind of just recap a few important points. So in the sitting posture, really paying attention to how we're sitting and seeing if we can support the body to be stable, if we can support the uprightness of the body and the relaxation of the body together. So this is something we can do every time we sit, is just to check what's happening with the uprightness and what's happening with the relaxation and finding that balance. All of us, or most of us, we have, just as the mind has tendencies, the body has tendencies. It has default things that it does. So very much we, we you know, tend to, we start off the meditation in a kind of aware body posture and then maybe a few minutes in or 20 minutes in, we'll just find that we've gone into some default setting most of us, it's some, some form of slumping. And when we notice that, we can just come back again to uprightness. And with the uprightness, also balancing it with relaxation. It's really important to have the, the, the two. So that we're not putting in a tremendous amount of effort to, to, to be upright. Uh, but we're also not so relaxed that we're completely slumped. And so really playing with that. And... For this uprightness of, of the body, it can really help um, 
if the body is supported and balanced. So if we have enough elevation, if we're sitting in a cross-legged position, enough elevation on the buttocks to come up and the knees supported either directly on the floor or if they don't reach the floor to put something under the knees. And I know that this isn't, um, this isn't Gaia House where there's a, an endless supply of uh, cushions and props. So we're limited with what we have here, but really making use of what you've got, including, you know, clothes that you have, your sleeping bag if you need. Just bring whatever you can into the hall so that um, you create a, a comfortable posture for yourself. So there's three points of contact, buttocks and knees, if you're sitting cross-legged. Um, or if you're kneeling, which is another posture that many people use, buttocks and then the, the, the bottoms of the legs. So that we're really, in, and playing with the elevation that we need. Um, in a chair, it'll be the buttocks and the feet. So just really noticing that everything is supported and relaxed as much as possible. Um, you can also play around with creating a bit of an angle for the sitting. That's both in a chair and on the floor. If you're sitting cross-legged, just see if you can, some, for some of us, it's much more comfortable to have a bit of an angle um, for the seat. So playing with that, um, you can do that by, if you're using a round cushion, putting something on the, on the far side of it, on the back side of it, to, to make some, some angle for you. So, so taking time during um, probably one of the breaks and one of the walking periods to experiment with, with how you're sitting. And also, if you're not used to sitting for long periods of time in the day, there will be some discomfort. So another way of um, supporting the body through that is to alternate the way you're sitting in different meditation periods. So doing one meditation period cross-legged, the next one sitting in a chair or kneeling, um, just doing a little bit of alternation so that um, there's not too much tension building up in, in specific areas of the body. And if you sit cross-legged, it can be really supportive for the body to change which leg is in front between meditation periods. And yeah, for some people that's really difficult to do, but just experiment with it and see if it's possible. And we'll put up some more posture guidelines on the notice board later today. If you're lying down, also good to have the spine straight. So it's not the same upright uprightness as sitting, but the, the straight spine really supports the practice. So uh, finding a position where you can do that. Are there any questions about posture at this point? Okay. So, as I was saying this morning, we'll just begin with a very, very simple mindfulness practice, which we're basically going to use the body and the breath as the object of meditation. And we just bring our attention to that, to the breath, to the body. The mind will naturally move away, just like the sheep. So the mind will naturally move away because the mind is used to moving around from place to place. It's not used to staying steady and still with one object. So that movement is very natural. And our practice is to gently bring the mind back. So whenever we notice the mind has drifted away, we just bring it back. So important to remember that we're not trying to stop thinking, we're not trying to stop distraction. Those things will happen. We're just cultivating a different relationship to them. So when we're distracted, we bring the mind back to the breath. We bring the mind back to the body. We just gently gather up our attention, gather up that steadiness of attention back onto the breath, back onto the body. 
So in our awareness, there is space for everything. Nathan was touching on last night. Thoughts can be there, emotions can be there, physical sensations can be there. And within that, we just gather our attention onto the breath and the body into a very simple presence with, with breath and body. And so we can break down this process into a few steps and that can be helpful. The first step is to have the intention to bring the attention to the breathing and the body. So that's the first step. We have that intention and that's a really important step. The second step is that we actually bring the attention to the breath or the body. So we place the attention on the object that we've chosen. And the third step is we notice that we're distracted. We notice that the attention is no longer with the breath and the body. And then we acknowledge that. We come back to the intention and then we bring back the attention to the breath and the body. So just remembering that all of these steps are of equal value. We just notice what's happening and we attend to it. Remembering also that intention of, intention of kindness that we were speaking about last night. That we're really doing this for, as an act of kindness to ourselves and to all beings. And that can also be something to come back to. If we feel ourselves getting lost or frustrated or tense, we just come back. This is an act of kindness. How do I rest into that? So we'll take some time to practice together now. So beginning by feeling into your body, into the mind, and feeling what would be the appropriate posture, appropriate physical posture for you right now. And then allowing yourself to really settle into that posture. Noticing if there's any adjustments that need to be made so that your body feels supported and relaxed. You can take a few moments to feel the our buttocks sitting on the seat and feeling the support of that flowing up the, up the spine and up the back. And checking in with that balance of uprightness. and openness, restfulness in the body. So you can particularly check what's happening in the shoulders and in the chest area and in the spine.
Can we balance the uprightness of the back with an openness and a relaxation? Sometimes we may need to relax the shoulders a little bit. To feel into the chest area. All with a lot of gentleness. Noticing also if we're leaning forward or to one side more than the other. And inviting ourselves to sit back, to rest back into the body. And then bringing the attention into the body, feeling the contact of the body with the seat and with the ground. And letting the sensations in these contact areas, body with seat and body with ground. Letting these sensations be the focus of our attention right now. So really feeling the way the body rests into that which is supporting the body. Into the seat, into the ground. And then gently letting the awareness, while still staying grounded and rooted in the contact of body with seat and ground, letting it spread out through the body.
you can feel it as a like a flow of awareness rising up from the ground and filling up the body. Flowing up the back of the body. Back of the legs, the buttocks. The back. Backs of the arms. back of the neck and the back of the head. Then flowing also into the front of the body, filling up the whole body with a light, gentle, energy of awareness. So sitting or lying here Feeling the whole body permeated, full. Of a light, gentle quality of awareness, of attentiveness. If you wish, you can experiment with stretching out that awareness. A little bit so that it fills out the whole body and then expands out a little bit beyond the body. As if we're sitting or lying in a cocoon of awareness a bubble of awareness. Our experience held, arising and passing within a field of awareness. That this point is in the body and just beyond the body, around the body. Our awareness will naturally contract and shrink just of itself. Or it may contract and shrink around something that's arising in the experience. When we notice that, opening it out again, expanding it, widening it,
Letting the whole body fill with awareness. Then stretching the awareness out a little bit more beyond the body. Feeling ourselves sitting or resting into this field of awareness, this bubble of awareness. So staying present with this wide field of awareness. And if needed, also staying rooted in the contact of body and ground. Opening to feel the movement of the breath through the body. And so seeing if it's possible To be present with this wide, open, spacious awareness, field of awareness. And within, within that, to feel the movement of the breath happening. So it's as if we were standing on a cliff with a very wide, open view. That's the wide expanded sense of awareness through the whole body and beyond the body. And within that view, we saw um, an eagle flying through the sky. And that's the movement of the breath. Flowing through the body. So for now, very grounded in the body awareness and the wide awareness. And feeling the breath just moving, sensations of breath moving through the field of awareness. Seeing if we can allow the breath to move freely through the field of awareness. Might get a sense of its fluidity and its changeability. 
and also of its continue, continuity. Wherever you find yourself right now, see if you can re-ground in the contact of body with ground and seat. Gently open and expand the awareness to this cocoon or bubble of awareness permeating the body. containing the body and just a little bit beyond the body. And then feeling the movement, the flow of the breathing within the field of body awareness.
your mind feels a little bit scattered, you can lightly bring a more gathered attention to the breath. Coming a little closer to the sensations of the breath moving through the body. You might notice that there is a particular area in the body which feels more natural to feel the breathing, to connect to the sensations of the breath. So if needed, just resting there Letting the awareness still be wide and expansive, but having a focal point in that part of the body where you can feel the sensations, the movement of the breath more clearly. Might be the belly, the chest, the nostrils. Nathan was guiding last night, if the mind is feeling scattered, unsettled, it's helpful to just follow the in-breath for three breaths. You can play a little bit over the days with finding that balance of a wide, expansive field of awareness permeating the whole body and beyond the body. And within that, the movement of the breathing happening.
when you hear the sound of the bell, just allowing the vibrations of the sound to be known in this wide open awareness. And seeing if as you move out of the posture, maybe open the eyes, maintain a continuity of presence in the body and with your experience.